Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Next is now. Well, we are looking at what is next. And, of course, we know that next is the midterms. Uh, As they approach, uh, we've got campaigns up and rolling. Candidates are filing, and we want to look at what's next in terms of some of those candidates. And we're actually going to go to a brand-new candidate, Jason Preston is joining us now on the line to discuss his campaign, why he's running in Utah's 3rd Congressional District. Uh, Preston, first time on the show. Welcome. Thanks, boys. Good to be on with you. Wonderful. We're going to give you a chance to, to share a little bit of your perspective and your vision uh, for the congressional seat and uh, why you're running for office. So let's let's start with that. Why why this race? Uh, why now as a, as a first-time candidate? Well, boys, I've been had the uh, opportunity for the last uh, six, a little over six years, I've been talking to uh, business owners working for a, a political watchdog organization and uh, getting them involved in writing Congress and he- hearing their uh, concerns about what's been going on in the country. And so after talking about 5,000 people um, and hearing their frustrations, their concerns, it's gotten to a point where I just, uh, you know, a lot of people are very frustrated. They feel like they're not heard. They feel like the representatives aren't listening to them. They feel like the things they're concerned about are not being addressed by the representatives and that their representatives are just not quite in line with the Constitution. And I think things have kind of gotten to a point where people feel like really we're at a crossroads just with this country where everything's on the line. If we don't start stepping up as we the people, uh, we're going to lose things. So I think it just really inspired me and been encouraged by a lot of people to stand up and and, uh, run. And so uh, I decided to do it. Okay, and uh, as you've begun that whole process, uh, of course, it's a fascinating process to go through. It is not for the faint of heart, obviously, uh, and uh, you've started to stake out some some positions and some things that are kind of near and dear to your heart. That's always what I look for in a campaign. What is it that this candidate gets passionate about? Uh, I know you have a, a lot of feelings about the Tenth Amendment, uh, about federalism in particular, uh, and kind of looking at that difference between the federal government and the state. Uh, give us a perspective on that. Yeah, I think uh, when you really look at uh, not only the Constitution, but uh, the Declaration of Independence, they made it very clear there's a hierarchy of how uh, authority works. And that is that uh, there is a God, that our rights come from him, and that man is has the seeds of divinity within him, and that the individual matters. And, and we see so much uh, clashing with that in both of those principles right now. And then that the government is created by man to serve man, and, and the authority that the government has is only the authority that the that the people they themselves have, that they delegate the authority to the government. So you know, you, we really we're in a place right now where that's all been turned upside down, and uh, and and the and the main role of government was the federal was the states. That was the the primary. Um, government was the states, and then they got together and they created the federal government. And when they created the federal government with the Constitution, they, they delegated authority to the, to, to the federal government. And in the Tenth Amendment, they said anything not given to you by us in this Constitution, which is a uh, basically a set of rules to, to keep the federal government in line, 
any, any power we didn't give to you, that's reserved to the states or to the people themselves. So it's been what's happened is the whole structure of government has been turned upside down where there's been this attack on, on uh, removing God from the country. And as a result, it's put the federal government at the top as you know, many people and a lot of government acts as if our rights come from the government now and by bureaucracies. And the state's been delegated, put below the federal government. And uh, now we almost see the individuals being, you know, not mattering. We're seeing it's all about the collectivism and, and the collective, you know, the collective. So and it's really leading to a lot of problems. It's really leading to, you know, where we are now, where everything this country is founded upon is on the brink. And so I believe if we're going to fix the country, we have to go back to the principles it's founded upon. We have to put that structure back right and put God back at the top. And then the individual, then the states, and the federal government needs to be reined in considerably. Yeah. So as you begun this campaign and started to engage with the voters of the third congressional district, uh, what have you learned? What has surprised you uh, as you've begun to engage with voters? You know, I think how great how great of people we have here in Utah. Uh, how concerned they are about what's going on. You know how much hope they have uh, that the Constitution will be saved and, and how much they believe that that document is almost uh, almost sacred. And, and they're very concerned. I mean, you know, you, before I started running for office, I mostly spoke with business owners, and we talked a lot about regulations and problems that affected business. And, of course, they were concerned about some, some of the uh, same issues. But you get into to the people, and they're just very worried about their schools. You see these mother bears that are just – very frustrated with what's happening. These these women, these incredible women, stepping up to uh, get involved. Uh, so I think what's really just been inspiring is is the quality of people we have in this state who are who are awake and paying attention. Who in the past have not paid attention, but are starting to really pay attention. They're starting to really study the Constitution, and they're starting to have a desire to set things right. Yeah. Final question for you, and this is the final question I asked to every. Every candidate, uh, incumbent, challenger, uh, from any level, uh, any office, uh, and that is that uh, politics are hard. Campaigns are brutal uh, and exhausting. And while everybody wants to win, while everyone expects to win, the the question uh, I want to ask is, what will make all of this worth it? Even if you get to the end of the day uh, and you come up a little bit short. What would make all of this uh, sacrifice and suffering and scrutiny, uh, what would make all of that worth it for you? If we can wake up enough people to stand up and, and save this country, because I've got two uh, beautiful daughters, uh, 19 and uh, 22, and, uh, and uh, you know, <clears throat> you, you heard the, the quote by Ronald Reagan, he said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And uh, I believe that we are either going to witness that or we are going to be the generation that stands up and defends those principles of liberty. And so for me, it's it's while, yes, I expect to win, more important than winning is is empowering the people to stand up, get involved and realize that they're not helpless, that just like me, a regular guy can stand up and run for office. We are not powerless as individuals. You know, we as individuals have the ability to, to you know, take take control of our school boards, our city councils, our state offices. Uh, you know, we can live our lives in a way that makes, you know, produces great, you know, children that become great statesmen. But I think if, if I can do one thing and inspire more of we, the people, to stand up and get off the sidelines 
and fight for what's at stake. Um, that's really what, what matters. It's not about me getting in office. It's about we, the people, standing up and taking this country back from a point that it's almost beyond uh, saving. But I don't. But I do believe we'll win. I believe the Constitution will be saved. Mm. And I think a lot of the, the things that are scaring people right now are actually also a blessing because it's waking people up. And when people are awake, that's when freedom can be preserved. Uh, Jason Preston is a... 2022 candidate for Utah's third congressional district. Uh, great to have you on the program, Jason. Best of luck on the campaign trail, and I'm sure we will have you back on the program as we get things heating up a little bit in all the races here in the state of Utah. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. God bless you. All right, uh, we're going to step aside for Bottom of the Hour News. Coming up with all the questions politicians field every day, how do they prepare their answers? Some are pretty good off the cuff, some not so much under pressure. Uh, Sarah Isger uh, is going to join us next to talk about an interesting comparison to curling. Curling might be the key to answering questions under pressure. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.